Welcome to the Key of Life podcast, a show where we explore the limitless creative potential that exists within our human life, from birth to death, ancestry, and everything in between. Every human holds a key that opens a door of possibility to create, sustain, and transform within ourselves and with others. When we share our keys, we create deeper access to the keys within ourselves and open the doors of remembrance within others. I'm your gatekeeper and guide, Nanadua L. Key Hog. Let's open the door together. Hello and welcome to the Key of Life podcast. Today we have Karma, who is a traditional midwife, womb, wellness woman, primal woman, and truth speaker. I love her so much. We met for the first time when I was visiting BC and she was just epic. (laughs) So I'm so excited to have her on the show. Welcome, Karma. Hi, Ninaru. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. My pleasure. So today we're going to talk a little bit about women's work and... We'll get into Karma's story of how she got into women's work, and I'll probably share some of my story, too, as we get along in the conversation, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, let us know a little bit about who you are, if I miss anything in your intro, and yeah, a little bit about, like, your journey. What started you off in your journey of women's work? Yeah. Um, Gosh. I would have to say, so I, yes, I practice traditional midwifery here. I'm actually not in Canada at the moment, but in Canada on the West Coast on Vancouver Island is primarily where I practice my work. And getting into that was kind of like little drops and pieces here kind of throughout my life brought me to this one big culmination of doing this work um, specifically. Um, I would have to say, Yeah, I've always just been a person that, you know, works with women. I've always loved babies and young children that, you know, I was the the cousin that was holding all the new babies when we when we were younger. I was the one that was babysitting at like nine years old because I just wanted to hang out with small kids. And (laughs) yeah, I ended up at a time in my life being a like birth support for my cousin and then a postpartum doula for her that just fell into my lap. And I didn't even like know that was a job. I was just doing this because she was in a really tricky situation. And, you know, I've just had things and instances like that happen where it's just like, oh, karma's here. She can just, you know, be that support person. She can be that person that holds really good space. And then when I I got back from a really big travel trip in South America, came back home to Canada or pardon, not South America, Central America. I came back to Canada and was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I went to a Vipassana meditation. Um, I did that. I was trying to sort out my brain, figure out, you know, I'm at the point in my life where I really need to get my shit together, you know? And funnily enough, I just realized not too long ago that that whole transition was, um, my Saturn return. Wow. Yeah. Apparently those are really big, like life changes and things like that. And when I went back to it, I was like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. (laughs) Why everything kind of like exploded. And then, yeah, it came back together and now this is where I am. 
Um, but anyways, I was at the Vipassana meditation. I met a woman who had just finished a doula course in Victoria. And then right when she said that word, it was like all these lights and fireworks just went off in my head. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm, birth work it is. So I started looking into courses. I took um, a doula course with Gloria LeMay and Jessica Austin. Blew my mind. It was so amazing. And then I was like, yep, yeah, this is the track, the trajectory that I need to be on. I started talking to Gloria through email and I was like, do you take women to apprentice under you? I want to be a midwife like you, not working in the system because it never aligned with me. And unfortunately, she's retired and she doesn't um, do that work. But I got to like meet up with her and have some coffee and we would talk and chit chat about birth and all this stuff. So that was super lovely. And then, yeah, the birth work just once I really stepped into that place, it all just kind of started coming to me and I just knew I was like yeah this is this is where I need to be this is where I've been trying to get to for so long and Mm -hmm. yeah it all just kind of filtered out very easily and now I just do this work and I work with women and I yeah I love it (laughs) yeah I love that and I love that you had the opportunity to even have a your doula training under a traditional midwife. And like mm-hmm. uh, when we talk about traditional midwife specifically in this episode, because there's other episodes where I, where I talk about medwives specifically, mm-hmm. um, Gloria LeMay is a traditional midwife in the sense where she operates completely outside of the system, mm-hmm. is, is not like the medwives you see in homes and hospitals today. So... Mm-hmm. It's incredible that you had the opportunity to do your doula training under her and receive that wisdom of leaving birth alone and respecting mm-hmm. um, women's birth and bodies and everything like that. Because mm-hmm. specifically in Ontario, where I live, nothing like that exists. Okay. Nothing like that exists. <clears throat> and I think in a lot of other provinces as well. So I'm really, I'm really happy for you that you got to receive Mm -hmm. that. And, and that was the lens and the filter through which you discovered birth in. Was she like, did you specifically seek her training out? Like what led you into like filtering through all of the doula trainings and being like this one? Yeah. So I just kind of did a Google search. Um, I was looking for something that I could do um, soon because I like finished the Vipassana and I was like, hey, I need to take a doula training like yesterday if I can. And so I was Googling it and trying to find all these ones and some were really expensive. Some were really medicalized, it seemed, and like the ways that they were kind of training these doulas. And I just didn't resonate with, you know, the wordings on their page of like, this is what we teach you. This is what we do. And then I stumbled across Gloria's, I think it was the wise wise women way of birth her website I was looking through it and I was like oh I like this I like the way she's talking about women I like the way she's talking about birth I like the way she's talking about holding space and holding these women in these really beautiful journeys and it was just that resonance of how she spoke about it and then I was you know going through her page and looking up a whole bunch of other stuff that she had and it was very yeah non-clinical things and it wasn't you know stuff that really made it seem like as as a birth worker, you have to still rely on the system to be able to tell your clients that you're working with what they can or can't do. It was really like intuition based and listening to the mother because she knows what is going on in her body. So I resonated with that right away. I think it was maybe six weeks um, 
after I had found that thing was when the next training was happening. And I was just amazing. Yeah. So I was just like, boom, that's it. This is the one I have to take. I looked up Gloria LeMay a little bit and then kind of figured out what it meant as a traditional midwife versus the medical midwives. And I was like, yep, this is the woman that I need to be um, learning from because she, she's a wealth of knowledge. I really feel aligned with what she's doing. And then I took that doula training in November and it was over a full moon and it was just like so freaking powerful and potent. Yeah. I left that and I was just like, my whole entire life has just changed from this whole weekend long or four day long experience. It was, it was great. Literally just got chills. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And I love that you pointed out the language that she was using too, because that's another thing that I noticed as well with like <clears throat> my doula training is like the language and then like them also telling you to like police the way, like police your personality to mm-hmm. to baby these doctors and nurses so that mm-hmm. they don't harm you or the client. And it's like, what? Yeah. What? Like, (laughs) what? It's really gross. It's so gross. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, again, so excited that that was not your experience of a dual training. Yeah. I'm super grateful that I got into it in the way that I did into the birth work because I know a lot of women just take mainstream doula courses and it's very you need to align with the system most of the time you need to not really trust the woman you're working with you need to kind of pander to her you need to or maybe not pander to her sorry but you need to um what's the word I'm looking for like not uh not let her express her true feelings when she feels as though you know she's not being heard by her medical midwives Mm -hmm. or if something you know traumatic did happen in her birth something that she didn't like happened in her birth they train you to talk her out of it basically they train you to gaslight the mothers you're working with and then these these new doulas have to go if they get out of that and figure out that there's a better way there's a more aligned way there's a more sacred way of doing this work they've seen all this crazy trauma and then they have to go through their own trauma healing and it's just like mm-hmm. it's just so much so yeah, yeah I'm very lucky mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I'm really grateful that I was able to skip out on that and just kind mm-hmm. of get straight into the really beautiful aspects of it and serving and working with women yeah and um I want to dive into a little bit about your upbringing and a little bit about like your personal views on like the system and like the medical system and stuff like that too because I also think that (laughs) it takes a very like it takes a woman who's very in tune with um, nature and in tune with how birth is designed to be to even suss out the language within these websites, et cetera, and be like, nope, nope, nope. This one is the one that I'm choosing. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my upbringing, like we weren't super, my parents weren't holistic at all. Really. We never had like any natural medicines. I, you know, if I got sick, I would take that amoxicillin, whatever it was, the yellow banana (laughs) stuff, you know, when we were sick, my parents just gave it to us because that's just kind of like, yeah, you're sick. Here you go. That's what you do. Um, But I was always just 
like the medical system and all that stuff, it just never really aligned with me. I don't know why. It mm-hmm. was just something that I was, you know, one of those things where it's like, I don't get it, but I don't really want to join into this thing. And I remember when I was younger, because my parents never raised us as religious either. My mom was grew up, I think, Catholic and same with my dad, but they never put that on myself or my brother. They just kind of said like, you'll figure it out, like whatever you want to do. We don't care as long as you find something that makes you happy or don't follow religion if you don't want to. So I remember when I was younger trying to like get into a spiritual journey and I was looking into like Buddhism and all of these things and reading books about it and being like, maybe this is for me. It's like, you know, really beautiful and gentle and these people are really wise and, you know, they really respect the earth and they really respect each other. And so I was getting into that and then um, it like, it didn't really pan out, but it was just like piquing my interest into new things. I knew Christianity, Catholicism, all, all of that stuff wasn't for me. It was just so strict and rigid and very, yeah, something that I was like, no, no, it doesn't feel right. And then after I graduated high school, I went to, I was accepted into UBC and I was going to take, um, what was it, a nutritionist course. And I remember getting in there and it was just so medical and so like just allopathy, allopathic, all, all, all of it. And it just, I could not focus. I couldn't concentrate. I just couldn't take in this information, like just having them try and ram it down your throat, you know, make you memorize these things. It just didn't fit with me. I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, why are we really doing stuff in such a hard way? So I dropped out and it was the best thing I ever did dropped out because it just didn't align and I was I just didn't really know why and then yeah I started traveling in my early 20s because I was like I need to figure out like I don't fit in where I'm living you know in my hometown I don't fit in where I'm living in Canada anywhere because I moved to Toronto for a time oh wow I didn't know that (laughs) yeah I lived in Toronto for a year and a half I think in my early 20s um and then yeah I just left the country and was like I need to find myself find some answers and I'm not going to get it here I need to go places where no one knows me where I can you know reinvent myself and fall into these places and then it just with that traveling you know like the natural remedies and natural medicine and meeting people who were you know quote-unquote hippie and you know all of that stuff really came into my field and it was exactly what I needed because I was like yes I align with you like this is what I've been searching for these are the words that I've been trying to trying to speak and say but I just didn't have the language until I met certain people and they showed me certain things and then it was I mean yeah I guess that's the the journey yeah (laughs) into that way of how I got to where I am now and then just kind of as I got older and then more into um birth work and women's work I've had some really great teachers that have also really clarified my languaging and really brought in to me the pieces of information that I've also been seeking and then I'm like yeah okay this is this is where my truth is coming from um and this is like I can feel it in my body now and I can understand that this is this is the way I want to live my life this is the way I'm meant to live my life and yeah I guess that's that's it (laughs) yeah That's amazing. And I too believe that dropping out of university for myself, at least, was one of my best decisions I ever made in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people believe that, yeah, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get the information and then like, I'm going to go back and I'm I'm just going to like collapse the system. And it's like, Mm -hmm. without understanding that even the courses, the way they're designed, 
is to like it's like a reprogramming of your brain Mm. like a literal indoctrination Mm. because Mm. they're all set up to indoctrinate you into that system to prepare you to be working within that system of being I I did a bio degree and Mm. I felt the same way I was like we're not learning anything new like yes I I like the information but this is like this is not anything new or interesting everything is being repeated Mm. no one is really talking about anything that's groundbreaking to be honest in my opinion this is just the same old shit um and I decided to leave too Mm -hmm. to be a doula but um yeah (laughs) and then I I switched around and became more traditional midwifery route as well yeah it's it's such a tough field to be in because everyone's like oh yeah after high school you've got to graduate and go to university go to college like that's just what you do and when I was in there I think I was at UBC for a year and a half and I was the so depressed. I like could not function because everything that was coming at me was just information that my body was trying to reject. And mm-hmm. like, I just didn't get it. I was like, I'm supposed to be having a great time. It's my university years. Like, why can't I just conform? And why can't I just be like everybody else? Yep. And it just ran me into the ground. And then I was like, nope, fuck it. I cannot do this. This is not sustainable. And I'm not even learning anything that I want to learn. So there's no point spending, wasting thousands and thousands of dollars that I don't have yep. to be here. <laughs> like, it's not worth it. <laughs> Very relatable. But let's segue into um, leaving that, starting your birth work. Mm. And yeah, what was your first well you you kind of um shared your first with your um family member but what was your first after that Gloria LeMay training and how did that segue you into more of what you're doing right now Mm. as with the traditional midwifery so the first birth that I went to yeah Yeah. Okay. So I, I finished that, the training with Gloria and then I did another one online and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm ready to do birth work. Here I go. I moved to, from the mainland BC to the Island. Um, and at the time I was kind of looking for birth clients, but not really. I'd also done a postpartum training. And so I was like, I can do postpartum work. This would be really fun. This would be really nice. So I got a client, uh, for postpartum work. This woman, she was specifically seeking out a woman of color. She had reached out to me um, via my website. And I was like, yeah, cool. I'll do your postpartum care. That sounds great. Getting closer to her birth, she then asked if I would attend her birth. And she was having a planned hospital birth. And at the time, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go to hospital births. So I was strictly coming into the birth work as just being like a home birth doula. So I was like, yeah, home birth is, that'll work. Mm-hmm. It wasn't at the traditional part just yet, but. So I said yes to her and I was like, okay, yeah, you'll need support. And I was telling her all this information, you know, you don't want the cascade of interventions. You don't want this. You don't want them to take your power, rah, rah, rah. So we aligned in that and I went to her birth and it was that, so that was the first birth that I'd ever seen and like witnessed and like was right there with the mother, with the family in the hospital room. And like, for me, it was very traumatic. It was... Mm -hmm it was awful. Like just standing there being like, I cannot help this woman. I cannot do anything for this woman because everything that's happening to her, they're just these nurses and these doctors are just coming in and doing these things. So I was traumatized from her birth and it took me over a week to recover. 
from yeah. that. And I was just standing on the sidelines. Um, she, she felt okay from her birth experience when I talked to her afterwards and was like, how do you feel? Like, what did you get from this and stuff like that? And she felt okay from it. And I was just kind of like, what? Literally. Yeah. Whoa. And I, I was like, I was just fucking ruined from that thing. And then I said, after that birth, I was like, I'm never going to a hospital birth ever again, because I, I could not do this. This was so awful the way that they treated her and the way that they treated her tiny baby when he first came out. I was just like in tears. And then I remember them ripping the placenta out of her body, stitching her up. And then one of the nurses saying to the mother, do you want the placenta? And she said, no. And I was going to say, I'll take it. But like, I thought, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't really know her. Like, is that yeah. weird? But I wanted to take it home to bury it because she said mm-hmm. no. And then they just took it and just chucked it in a garbage bag on the ground. And I was wow. just standing there looking and I had tears coming from my eyes. And I was like, that was like so fucking traumatizing and shocking to me. I was like, I can't believe that that's what just happened. And everyone was like, oh, it's fine, whatever. And yeah, the whole experience was just so awful. And then from that moment on, I was like, never doing this again. Um, And then I only, I reached out to Gloria a little bit more because I was on the island and she said, you can like, we're near the same place. So let's hang out. And I started talking with her and getting beautiful stories of the births that she attended. And we would hang out together and she would like explain all of these like magical moments of seeing women stepping into their power and, you know, Mm -hmm. catching their babies and being in charge and letting out these beautiful wild woman war cries as their babies emerge into the world. And I'm just like sitting there stars in my eyes, like, Oh my God, this is the most, like the best thing I've ever heard. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's it. This is exactly what I'm doing. And then luck have it. I think it was, Three months later, I started, well, I started like posting about, um, you know, women taking their power back in birth on my Instagram page and got really into it. And then uh, a woman reached out to me asking if I would support her in a birth outside of the medical system. Yes. And it was my first one and I was so nervous, but this woman was like already in her power. She just wanted someone to be there to support her husband and to just kind of be there, um, just in case if she, you know, she just needed that wise woman energy. Um, and I was like, me, a wise woman? No, not at all. Like, I'll, I'll come to your birth because it'll be fun and it'll be really cool to see you in this way. And I did that. And um, she, oh, my God, her birth experience is the most beautiful thing. I, I won't ever forget it. And she birthed this beautiful daughter named Lotus, who she came in, fell into her partner's hands and then picked her up. And then right after her baby had been born, it was a quiet, still night. And then all of a sudden, like, it just started pouring down rain. It was just this torrential downpour. And we were just like, the universe and God is just welcoming this baby here. It was the most beautiful thing. And I'm just so grateful that I got to see and experience that. It changed the whole trajectory of my birth work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I love Coho, the mother. And oh, it was just, yeah, one of those moments that you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of erased all of the the traumatic experience that I'd had with that first birth. And I was like, I'm home. This is mm-hmm. where I need to be. This is how I need to support women. This is what is kind of in my blood and then I started getting these really big kind of ancestral awakenings of like 
I was wondering why I was so calm in that experience. And then it was like, my ancestors were saying, because this is work you've already done. I had, I don't know who it was, but an elder woman that had like kind of come into my body with me and was guiding me in the ways Mm -hmm. that I was supporting this woman. And yeah, it was a total reawakening of like my soul to past, yeah, experiences working with women. And it was just, oh, it was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And I really want to highlight how like this to me is like a complete healing of whatever trauma you experienced from your first birth in the system. Totally. And a complete like reorientation, rewiring and like reclamation of your true being in in, like as you and in the birth space and mm-hmm. ah I love this story so much yeah mm, yes yeah. oh my gosh and I love how you said like you don't know how you were so calm in the space because I completely relate with my first birth outside of the system mm-hmm. um who my first birth outside of the system was with this Jamaican woman who I actually met through working at a doula organization. Um, Interestingly enough, but she wanted to birth her baby outside of the system. So I was like, all right, like, (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) Um, And I just noticed myself and how calm I was as well. And I was like, wow, like, Mm -hmm. this is, I'm impressed with myself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And looking back now, and especially through your story, I was, I'm like, yeah. This is an ancestral knowing in my body. And mm-hmm. this is how women gave birth always with other women around. It's just encoded in our DNA as women to mm-hmm. know how to birth and mm-hmm. to know how to support in the birth space, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I love these conversations so much. <laughs> yeah. Ah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So tell me about that ancestral knowing that just came into your body and how that shifted the trajectory of your work in terms of herbalism, in terms of womb work, and a little bit about um, what you're doing more so right now with mm-hmm. your women's work and stuff like that. Yeah. So I've always, I guess I didn't mention this beforehand, but I've always um, like with being not aligned with the medical system, I was starting to figure out um, like ways to treat myself with herbs and herbal medicine and getting into that. So I had taken like a few little tiny courses here and there of like, oh, cool, I can do this for myself. I can make these little, you know, formulations and things. And then coming into the birth space, it just kind of all like made sense. I was learning, I was starting to learn more about myself as a woman and understanding and realizing that like, oh, I can take care of myself and I don't need to rely on pharmaceutical drugs for this, that, and the other. And I can... I can do things and I can use nature. I can use plant medicine, you know, as, as a way of keeping myself whole and healthy and in alignment with what, with what it is that I'm doing. And then, so coming into birth and having, you know, that those kind of ancestral downloads of being like, yeah, this is where you need to be. This is the work that you're doing. Then it started to really push me more into the herbalism and, you know, um, 
making formulations for uh, the womb and making uh, yoni steaming. I started getting learning about yoni steaming because I was also on a journey of healing my menstrual cycle and my, my bleeds were really painful and really erratic and all of this stuff. So I started using the herbs to heal that because everyone was like, oh, just go to the OBGYN just get a a pap smear or like get an ultrasound done. They'll probably give you some pills or like, if you have such painful bleeds, why don't you just take Midol or Tylenols and things like that? And I was like, I don't want to. I'd always just kind of suffer through them because I was like, if I just mask it out, then it's not really getting to the root of the problem. But if I'm kind of suffering through it, then maybe something will come through with the pain and give me reason as to why I'm in this way, which I did find out. Um, a couple years after that but yeah so I it just never aligned with me to like take Tylenols and Midols for my period pain and then I started getting into the yoni steaming and like oh yeah okay I can do this really beautiful way of using herbs using hot water using the steam going into my vaginal canal into the uterus bringing that warmth into the body and really starting to create um relationship with her and Mm -hmm. then it was like this makes total sense like if you're yoni steaming as a woman who doesn't have children as I don't at this moment it's it's a way to kind of be a preparatory phase for when you do start to get into that primal continuum of pregnancy birth postpartum it's great for afterbirth and all of these things and they were all just linking together and it was like Mm -hmm. oh wow like this works with this this works with this And so it was kind of like awakening my womb was also awakening me into the birth realm and then awakening me into the natural herbal side of things and how I could connect all of that together. And then the ancestral piece was just getting guidance of like, yes, this is what you need to use for, you know, this woman is asking about, she's got so-and-so issues that she wants to deal with. She's come to you. And I would just kind of think about it and like channel in like, oh, this is what she needs to do. And this is the stuff that can bring some healing to her. So it all just, yeah, like one thing led to another. And the more I started getting into the herbal remedies, the more I started to bring healing to myself, the more I started to bring healing to myself in my womb, the more my um, intuition starts to peak more and the more I can get, you know, direct downloads or messages from my ancestors. And the more I started to seek out that knowledge of where I came from and who these women are. And I'm still on that journey right now um, trying to figure this out and but it's really starting to close the gaps within yeah these questions that I'm answering I guess and it's really the gaps are starting to close and it's starting to highlight even more that the work that I do with women is more powerful and potent than I guess maybe I was giving myself credit for Mm -hmm. Um, and that yeah it's just really falling into place nicely that being on this kind of holistic side of the work that I do, the traditional midwifery, the using herbs and plants and things like that, the more that I've supported women in, you know, retained placenta using steaming herbs and infusions, really strong infusions and moxa sticks on the womb to get this done instead of just going in to get a DNC or something like that. It's like really putting that power into me that I'm like, yes, I know I can do this. I know I can offer these services. I know I can support in this really beautiful, natural way. And it's making me feel more connected to my previous selves, who, mm-hmm. whomever I was in my past lifetimes. Cause it's like, okay, yes, they're feeding me this information. And now I'm really getting connected to that and connected to who I am in this lifetime and really coming into alignment for mm-hmm. what it is that I 
want to be doing and what it is that, you know, I need to be doing in alignment with my soul's path. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I see it right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love it so much. And everything you're saying is really presencing for me, how much women's work, like as a a fellow woman who who Mm -hmm. also does this work too, is that all of the work that you're or all of the energy, all of the love, all of the offerings that you're pouring into other women also serves you too. You know, mm-hmm. as you're preparing these yoni steams for other women, you're also gathering information like, oh, like I experienced this, that, and the other in my past cycle. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should use this too in another than a yoni mm-hmm. steam next week. Totally. You know? It all relates back and it all just connects you back to yourself. And mm-hmm. it's like the work grows with you so intimately mm-hmm. as you're growing with it. And totally. I love that so much. My my journey with connecting with my womb and stuff like that, I think, really started as well when I started women's work mm-hmm. and developing that relationship with my womb, starting mm-hmm. to cycle track, all of those mm-hmm. things. And yeah, I, I'm all the, all the healthier bodily wise because of it, mentally wise because of it and embodied, like I feel embodied through this work and through sharing this work with other women as well. Yeah, and totally. your share just like really <laughs> brought that into the magnifying glass for me like yeah like yeah. that's that's another part that I love about this <laughs> yeah and it's really neat as well like working with women especially with doing the work the womb work specifically it it's just brings in this really deep connection like getting us all connected in the like the cosmic one like working with women and their womb is basically working with the whole kind of universe because this is where mm-hmm. creation comes from and it's like healing this womb space on ourselves and then doing this work with other women on other women it's just like pulling in this cosmic oneness of power between the feminine and it's just like strengthening those bonds so much more it's it's really like trippy in such a cool way that it's like, wow, I'm not only just doing this work here in this present realm, but like we're working in a different plane as we're bringing healing to this woman's womb, as I'm bringing healing to my womb. Like you said, making herbs for one woman, then trying it for myself. It's like, that's that cosmic connection. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, we're all connected in this way. And especially women, we're all connected through our womb space and through this portal that we have and like getting them activated, just like, brings so much more power into who we are um, as people. And that's why it's so amazing to like also circle with women because it's like, Mm -hmm. yes, circling with women centers our hearts together, but also brings our wombs together. And that is our most powerful place of creation, our most powerful place of everything. And it's just like, whoa, Mm -hmm. it's really, it's really amazing. It is. It's like the most multidimensional work, I think, on the planet, to be honest. It's like as you're interacting with these women's wombs and your own womb, like Mm. you said, this is this portal, this cosmic one, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're prepping this woman, say she's in her preconception journey, etc. You're prepping this woman's cosmic one portal, Mm -hmm. like 
a baby is gonna be in there one day. <laughs> like that's like incredible <laughs> you know and so intimate and so personal and just it always makes me so grateful for the woman who like reach out to me and are like I want to do this work with you mm-hmm. I'm so touched because that really is the the like you said that that portal that's that sacred space mm-hmm. like the most sacred space bodily yeah. organ mm-hmm. <laughs> as a woman mm-hmm. and to to be to be trusted mm-hmm. in interacting with that space of another woman is just I feel like I'm like almost gonna cry it's like Mm. it's Mm. such an honor you know it's such an honor it's it's they're allowing you to put their lives in your hand the lives of their future generations Mm -hmm. literally into your hands Mm-hmm. like this is it's so big yes, <laughs> you know? it is it really is and it's so wonderful to hear you say that women you know reach out to you and it makes you emotional because that just goes to show how well you do this work and how much you understand the importance of this work and how much you can tap into that frequency of you know love and healing and and alignment with channeling this through you into these women they want to yes do this for themselves but they most women need the guidance and coming to you as a guide for healing the womb for making that space beautiful as you said for these babies to come through Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful that that you have that essence about you and people seek and find you because they know that you are the one that has these you know we're doing our womb work with our hands that you've got like these magic hands mm-hmm. and they're seeking out this magic from you because that's what you're doing you're creating magic in this space of their of their wombs and you're using this from your heart and your soul and giving it to them so that they can then find and seek that for themselves so I just want to say that it's it's so amazing that you do this work and that you are there to guide and support and help so many women that come to you I love that thank you and I love that you do that as well in the ways (laughs) that you do it too and yeah I want to get into like because I know your your work has has transformed a little bit more deep deeply into like the spirit baby stuff and Mm -hmm. all of that so I would really love to hear your story on um, how that became and how that developed and um, if you wanted kids previously before or all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've been on a really big transformational journey this last year that I just feel like I keep reinventing myself and getting all of these new things coming in really strong and really you know, potently as they're meant to. And uh, within this last, I'd say year and a half, I've really been digging deep into my, my West African roots and trying to figure out, you know, um, what my ancestry and my lineage is, because I was adopted when I was two from Haiti into, I was born in Haiti, lived there for about two years and was adopted out into a Canadian family. So my parents are white and my brother is Korean. So I didn't grow up with 
um, black people around the city that we lived in is not very multicultural, you know, especially at the time that I was young, I was maybe like one of, I think I was probably the only black person in my school um, Mm -hmm. growing up. So that I never had exposure to that. I never had, you know, these black aunties around me, these black people always in my life. So getting older, this has been a, a big quest for me. And this last kind of year and a half, two years, it's really been coming in strongly for me. And I didn't get why, but I was like, oh yeah, I'm just like getting these channeled messages. Things are coming through. This is what I need to look in to the um, African spirituality, the Orishas and all of these things. And just being guided into like where I need to go and finding out more information. And I figured out where in West Africa I, my lineage was probably from, which was super cool. And like digging Mm -hmm. into these, these cultures and these people. And yeah, then I just, I started realizing when I moved into the the cabin that I was living in, in um, Vancouver Island, it was a fully off-grid cabin. And the weekend that I moved in was on a, a new moon. So it was really potent energy. And oh, yeah. I think it was like the first two or three nights that I was there, I had these very, very vivid and very intense dreams about giving birth, being pregnant and giving birth in that cabin. just myself and my partner and I could see like the body of my partner and who he was but I couldn't see his face so I was like oh I don't know who this person is but like I'm clearly having his baby and Mm -hmm. and so it was like really I had I think three in a row that were very very intense like very strong visceral dreams of like this baby is wants to come through in in this very powerful way and, and before this, I had been like, I don't want kids. Kids are not in my life. The only kids I'm going to have are, you know, the kids that I support um, through supporting their mothers in their birth process. Mm-hmm. You know, I was totally fine with it. Like, it's just not for me in this lifetime. And that's great. Then these downloads really started coming in. And I was like, what is this? And then I started realizing after a time that it was a spirit baby. She started showing herself a bit more and more mm-hmm. strongly and more deeply Um, And then I pulled some cards on it at one point. And I think I asked, like, is this a spirit baby? Like, what, what is this? Who is this? And it was like, yep, it's a baby. And she wants to come through. So I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So started listening to her and she's very specific about how she wants to be born. She's very specific about who her father was, um, reconnected back with him. And like, Mm. it's just been a whole whirlwind of amazingness um and then also I figured out that it was her guiding me through my journey my womb health journey everything that had come to me in the last year when I was living in that cabin like I would listen to my womb with every bleed and be like okay what is it that you need for me in my next time of cycling before that next blood comes and like I'd get these really specific like you need to do this and you have to do this and this and it was her. She's like, yeah, I'm getting you, your body and your womb ready for my arrival. Because mm-hmm. basically she's like, I want my house to be really nice. <laughs> <laughs> and right now it's not good enough to hold the capacity of what I'm bringing in, mom. So you really need to like get your shit together. So, um, so yeah, she's been guiding me in that. And then I, she guided me in finding a really beautiful teacher that, um, is going to guide me in this journey of figuring out, you know, my my roots of my Haitian, or pardon, of my Haitian and more so my West African roots and that ancestry and deeper connection with this spirit baby so that I can really, you know, be able to hold her capacity. And so that's how the 
moving from like on my Instagram, it was all birth, birth, birth stuff, which I, I still do, but I wanted to get away from that because I wasn't aligning with it so much. And then this whole kind of rites of passage work and spirit baby work has come in really strongly because that's where I'm at right now, you know, going through the passage of made into mother, um, not anytime soon, but in a while. And so, yeah, that's been in the forefront and it's really, I've been guided by her and then yeah, by other ancestors that I'm slowly starting to meet, slowly starting to let these guides come through and hearing what they want to say and hearing the information that they're trying to give me now as I'm journeying in this new phase of my life. And it's really powerful and really potent because I've gotten really, really um, intense downloads about the the importance of connecting with spirit babies, not just in the way of, you know, like you're if you're a woman, you've got to stop drinking and, you know, stop using poisonous shampoos and all this stuff. It's like, it's a deeper level of understanding for these spirit babies because the children that are coming in, especially since 2020 are on a whole different frequency. And a lot of parents and women, especially here and now that haven't done the deep, deep work, aren't able to hold the capacity of these children because it is so strong that like their womb is just not strong enough to hold these babies. And it's not a bad thing. It's just a thing of saying like, okay, look, you're going to be ushering in this new generation and they need strong mothers. Mm. These mothers need to be able to be that guardian in such a strong way. And these babies are showing, trying to show these mothers this. And this is the downloads that I've been getting is like, it's so much more than just taking your vitamins and eating meat. Like, yes, that's important to keep your body healthy, but on the frequency level and the alignment level of what these women, myself included, like I'm, I'm in this too, what we need to do, what I need to do for myself to make that space for this child to come in is really listen to her and to really understand that it's more than just, like she's more than just a physical entity like she is, yes, coming in in the physical, but the energy that she's going to bring, if I'm not prepared for it or other women aren't prepared for it, it's going to blast everything open mm. so hard and so fast and so wide. So it's, you know, better to have that preparatory state now to be able to be like, all right, this is happening. And like all of my shadow has been revealed. All of this is coming through. All of these traumas are here and there and the other. And this baby is really going to guide me and has been guiding me on a very fast tracked journey and I'm you know have to be prepared and preparing myself for this journey and she's not even like in anywhere physical yet um for that when she comes into the physical because she's gonna need that really really deep and strong support and guidance mm -hmm. and in order to do the tasks and in order to do what she has come down here for in her alignment for her own spiritual process um, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes complete so. sense. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And two things again, how woman's work grows with you mm -hmm. and you can really take it anywhere that you're growing in because mm -hmm. it's always going to be related to you. And when it's related to you, it's related to other women's experiences too, which I love. Totally. And I totally relate with you on the spirit baby lens too. I think my spirit baby <laughs> has been guiding me longer than I probably knew <laughs> and really came to the forefront again too when I started doing 
womb work specifically with yoni steaming and womb massage and ancestral work because for me too you know like I'm I'm Caribbean I did have that like aunties around and like that Caribbean culture and stuff like that and but and like I knew about ancestors because it's just something that culturally we talk about so it was just very like passe to me like yeah like of course this exists like yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't it yeah. not exist <laughs> and when I started taking it more seriously and like seriously starting to connect with my ancestors and seriously starting to share what I've been getting from my ancestors with others is when this baby was like well I won't say shouting but like became mm. really loud in mm-hmm. my <laughs> in my like peripheral yeah. hearing <laughs> you know? yeah totally And I believe the same thing. It's like dissolving all of these things in our, in our energetic body, in our physical body, in our emotional body, all of our bodies Mm -hmm. to hold the capacity that these beings Mm -hmm. have. Like, I believe the same thing. These new beings that are coming onto the planet are just like nothing ever ever done before Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and it really takes someone who's willing to take that work on seriously to to hold them Mm -hmm. literally to hold them Mm -hmm. to grow them their physical body Mm -hmm. inside of us (laughs) you know Yeah. yeah and again the the piece on connecting with your spirit maybe more and and getting answers from your spirit baby and to speak to the ancestral part as well this is a future ancestor that's coming through your bloodline mm-hmm. this is literally ancestor work mm-hmm. at its at its core you know like yeah. you're communicating with who is going to be the continuation of your physical bloodline on this planet and mm-hmm. energetically the the timeline of this planet of Mm -hmm. this human experience of this world dimension Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. you know it's it's so much bigger and as women to have that capacity to even tap into these beings who are wanting to come through us and these beings (laughs) who are very much so on future timelines while simultaneously being in this present timeline with us yeah is incredible it's <laughs> yeah it's wild it's 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 so amazing mm-hmm. and I'm so happy oh I love I love that entire story oh my gosh of <laughs> your spirit baby and I also love that you mentioned too that these beings when you aren't preparing your body and your mind and your energy in this way, like they are going to shake up your reality because once they're here, it's no turning back. They are, they're already born with this capacity. Mm-hmm. It's a matter mm-hmm. of, are you, can you hold them in their capacity? Like, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. My spirit baby. So one really, really potent messaging that came through with her because I've been on this journey of healing my womb and getting back regular cycling and pain-free bleeds. And yeah, my whole womb space is starting to come back alive. 
um, she, we were having a conversation. I was driving back from seeing a postpartum client and like, I just talked to her, like I'm talking to you and I, and I was in my car and she like pops in and she was saying to me, so mom, like, I, I want to let you know this now that if sometime in future, um, if you end up getting pregnant, I'm going to come into your womb. Um, I'm, I'm going to have an early release. So if you miscarry, she was saying to me, don't worry. Like that is a good sign. This is nothing to be sad about. Mm. <clears throat> she said to me that if you, if you miscarry in, in the future, I want you to look at it as me showing you physically that you're healing your womb and you are making it, um, a nice and fertile ground for me to actually come through. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Whoa, that was strong. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. You'll get pregnant. I'll release myself, but it's just me showing you tangibly in your physical body that your womb is really starting to heal now. And it is starting to get to the level mm-hmm. and into the place that it can hold me for when I'm really, truly ready to come through and make myself come into this physical reality and I was just like oh my gosh wow thank you for that mm-hmm. um and then it was I got into this whole big conversation she's like yeah it doesn't have to be a bad thing for for babies we come through sometimes because we just need to kickstart or like um, be a catalyst for our mothers to do the deep heavy work that is needed so that we can feel comfortable coming through or that um we're we're here to show them that what they're doing in their own body is the right thing and like keep going on the track. It doesn't mean just because this baby has released early or miscarried, it's a bad thing and to be sad about it. Yes, you can have that grief, of course, not saying to not, but also looking at it in the positive light that this baby is maybe trying to show you something Mm -hmm. to say, yes, you're doing it. Keep going. This is my physical way of saying to you, you're on the right path. You know, I'm getting ready to come through and your body just needed this little bit of a jump start or whatever it may be in order for you and I to get on that same level for next time for when I'm ready to come through and really be housed in the womb and in this in this mm-hmm. sacred space that you're creating. So it's yeah, it's it's really amazing when you get in those deep connections with your spirit baby, how much it can guide you into that path of alignment so that you and that baby's frequency can match up together to where it needs to be for them to come through the portal in a very easeful way. Yeah, I I totally I totally relate with the alignment aspect and going back to the timelines and how this being is on a future timeline yet present timeline as well is like this when you're aligning yourself with your spirit baby you're technically also aligning yourself with your future self, your future mm. embodied. Well, you're embodied already, but your your mm-hmm. <laughs> future embodied self, mm-hmm. right? Like the the woman you will be in whatever time it takes to match frequencies with this baby or this spirit baby. Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing and I want to share a story about my experience. I'd 
I was invited to Earth Daughters, which you're going to be at this year. I'm so excited for yes. you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but yes. I was invited by Amanda because we were um, we we're in the same cohort of RBK. She reached out to me like, you're like, yeah, I'm doing this festival. Do you want to be a part of it? I was like, yeah. I Like I said, yeah. <laughs> Did I know what I was going to present on when I said it? I was like, no, I have no fucking plan. <laughs> and then I was just like, I took this long bath and... I just remember it coming to me in this bath, like, I need to speak on ancestral connection. Mm. Like, I need to, like, women need to know about ancestral connection. Mm-hmm. So I went on this whole journey of, like, discovery, like, prepping me to be presenting at Earth Daughters, etc. cetera. Oh, wow. And... This was like my first time really presenting in front of um, multiple people in person Mm -hmm. about the work that I do and at a really vulnerable, intimate level. Mm. I'd never spoken to anyone about how I connect with my ancestors or anything like that in such a public way. And I remember after I'd presented, I just like heard as I was like walking back to my friend Kayla we were gonna do like a mini debrief and like eat and stuff after the presentation I was walking back to her and I just heard this voice say now you can get pregnant wow and I was like whoa what <laughs> I was oh like God. okay <laughs> that's something that I heard oh yeah it was so big and throughout that weekend I got the name of my baby I got (laughs) I got like all of these things Mm. and it also just really opened my eyes to that sharing my voice is such a huge part of my life journey and I'm gonna start crying (laughs) and my Mm. life purpose And it's something that, like, I kind of knew before. I was like, yeah, like, I like talking to people. And, like, I generally like public speaking, which is a weird, (laughs) like, considered weird. (laughs) But, like, I never really took it seriously. I just thought it was just something that I liked. You know, it wasn't that serious. And after that, it really just, like, completely pivoted me to where I was like, no, like, this is an important part of my life that I have to integrate literally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is, this is the catalyst of alignment for me (laughs) in bringing in this baby. Yes. So yeah, that's like, (laughs) that's like part of my (laughs) conscious conception journey too. And just goes to show that, when you're aligning yourself with the guidance of these spirit babies, you're really aligning yourself with your most true self, like your most aligned self. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. That is such a powerful story. That's amazing. That's, that's so amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm so happy I could share it. I haven't, I don't think I've shared it with anyone else but Kayla. Okay. Okay. Like got it right after Mm -hmm. I received it. No. And that's, that's so, yeah, that's just so powerful to hear that, to do what you were doing, to be in this way, speaking and sharing your knowledge. And then it was just like, you know, boop, 
you just popped up onto that next frequency, that level. And it was like, all right, you've reached that point of where you need to be. Now let's start into this new sector of work, you know? Exactly. 100%. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And that too, because I always knew like, yeah, like the ancestors are guiding me. And this was like, no, this and this is the ancestor that's guiding you in this. Mm -hmm. Like, like we're here too. Like, your granny's here too, like they're here too, but primarily this yeah. is the ancestor that's, yes. that's guiding you through this particular point of your journey wow. of alignment with yourself. So yeah. incredibly grateful for that experience. And uh, I'm I'm literally so excited for you to go to yeah. Earth Otters. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, I can't and, wait. And have your own experiences <laughs> there. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be great it's it's gonna be such a such a potent weekend and just so 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 magical to be with all of those women in such a nice sacred space and oh I just I love women's gatherings mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just Me like too. the medicine that just is totally feeds my soul and it oh yeah mm-hmm. it's gonna be so great yep Yep. And I think like even my experience in having that in a woman's gathering, it just goes to show how potent women's spaces are <laughs> and, and how in, how needed and integral women's mm-hmm. spaces are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Yeah. We're just bringing it back to the roots of, of what we need you mm-hmm. know, as women. This is something that we need to to continue on being in connection with each other to continue on ushering in these new generations to continue on connecting deeper into our own selves and to continue connecting deeper into the women around us we need these sacred spaces and circles and festivals and gatherings so that we can all be able to really let our true selves shine in such a way that we are being so supported and cared for and loved by this really beautiful, strong, wise woman energy that every woman brings to the space, no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. And like you said, every woman holds this wise woman energy because every woman holds these archetypes getting ready to be activated or that are already activated yeah. in their bodies mm-hmm. so yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah okay I'm feeling really complete is there anything mm-hmm. you want to say to close it off anything that's really on your heart on your mind that you're like women need to know this maybe oh I don't really think so just like if any woman is you know wanting to find themselves wanting to connect with themselves or spirit baby or or you know an elder a guide like just really tap into your intuition like don't uh don't falter when you get these you know little intuitive hits or something says to you do this go here buy this whatever it may be listen to this song or whatever like listen to that because that intuition that is coming from your core that's slowly preparing you to start tapping into yourself you know the more you tap into yourself the more you trust yourself the more you bring love to yourself the stronger you're going to be as a woman the more in alignment you're going to be the more power you're going to bring into your body and the more 
that you trust yourself in in just you know maybe a silly intuitive hit you think like oh it's telling you to drink a cup of coffee before you go on your walk with your friend and you're like oh I don't need to do it like just do it even if it seems silly do it because it's just preparing you for bigger more grander more um more alive um intuitive wisdom that's ready for you you know and that's how you slowly connect with maybe it's not that you needed that cup of coffee but it was one of your elders that was like can you give this offering to me right now and you're giving that to them so that later they'll give you more information more wisdom more guidance more knowledge into what it is that you need as you're journeying and venturing on this path you're becoming friends with yourself you're becoming friends with your ancestors and your elders your spirit babies so just really yeah it's all it's all within you know it's all within so just listen to yourself because you're never wrong we're never wrong as women you know we're that's that's why our intuition is there because it's our guiding force so we just have to remember how to listen to it again we just have to relearn and recultivate Mm -hmm. that power that's that's so beautifully within us and like get that heart womb connection get your heart and your womb connected and that will just bring bring in what's needed to come for you so listen to that mm-hmm. yeah. perfectly put couldn't have said it better <laughs> myself love all of it <laughs> and thank you so so much karma for mm-hmm. being on the podcast for sharing mm-hmm. yourself and yeah, yeah I'm so incredibly grateful that we had this conversation it was amazing yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, and is it okay if I just drop my like website and yeah, totally for anyone? So mm-hmm. if anyone does want to contact me or like speak to me more in depth on the work that I do, um, or just a chat, my Instagram is primal underscore woman underscore, or you can go to my website, which is primal woman primal dot com, and that has you know everything currently that I'm doing, and I love speaking with women and chatting about everything so I'm in you know if you have any questions or concerns or whatever like reach out to me and I'm so happy to to be there and have these conversations mm-hmm. okay thank you Nunaru. thank you <laughs> if you loved what you heard today please let me know by giving the podcast some love in the reviews liking commenting and sharing with someone you love as well as always, too, you can connect with me on Instagram at Key of Life Birthkeeper and with any of my guests with their information and details located in the description. Until next time, Ashe.